Hey everyone, hope you're having a great day. So today's episode, I am going to be talking a little bit about cultures. Um, recently, I ran into my friend Leah, and her and I had a great conversation about um, the differences in how we treat death. Um, she was going through a loss, and she's a different religion from me, so it was interesting to hear the differences, and I just kind of wanted to share those with you. So every culture has a set of standards and norms that each individual who represents that culture is accustomed to. So things like clothing, attitudes, and beliefs are just a few common like cultural differences I can think of. So I was looking at like basically how she views the grief and mourning process um, versus like how I do. So Leah, she has a Jewish background and she's 62 years old. Um, so we discussed just a lot of different losses she had throughout her life. <coughs> Sorry. So some of the beliefs that helped to comfort her during times of loss were that she knew that death was inevitable and natural. And when speaking about her husband's death, she said, I knew that it was his time. He lived a long and fulfilling life. He was stepping into the next world. His soul was going to journey back to the Creator, and someday I would too join my Creator. I asked her if there was anything about her belief that would add to pain of loss, and she said no, that we, as Jews, believe there is a time for life and a time for death. Personal pain is felt forever, but whoever dies, just the pain of missing them, and we're happy they're able to rejoin their soul to a Creator. So she discussed uh, some traditional rituals that they have. Um... In Judaism, she said that when you find someone is when you find out someone is dying, you stay with them. It's just part of Jewish laws to have someone related with them through the death period for comforting. So when the soul has left the body, uh, we do they do um sorry stroke stroke brain they do just a little bit to it. You know they they wash it on. As per as compared to you know in in uh, our culture where we uh, you know do like the whole makeup and do a lot of makeup sometimes I've seen some crazy things um, so you stay with them um, a person of the same sex can only wash the body a piece of clothing is torn to show respect for the loss mirrors in the house are covered. Um, which mirrors in the house being covered is something really important in my spirituality religion when someone passes, so that's interesting. So after the funeral, uh, they don't do the same things uh, that they used to do for seven days. So if you have a job, you don't go. You don't bathe. You don't You do not do anything but just remember who they were. And when her husband died, she actually took 30 days of this. Um, when her parents had passed, she took the seven days and was fine, but for her husband, you know, she couldn't fit into that, and it took longer. And that, you know, that's acceptable. You have to process and and I'll be able to um, process, those, you know, in your in your heart and your mind, and just trying to get back to like so hard to overcome after grief. And she was saying that the relationship between her private grief and her public grief was small. During the loss of her parents, she had brothers, sisters, other family around her at all times. There wasn't much time to be private. But with loss of her husband, it was really the same, she said. It didn't, I didn't have really alone time. My children were right there um, with me. And all through uh, Shiva, 
which is seven, and refers to the seven days of mourning, um, it's by law to not be alone during those times. So, so be during both deaths, she saw. Oh my gosh! See that cat? Yeah. My cat just did something terrible. Um, but he fell down, so I guess he learned. <laughs> and now he's telling us. So, um. So, um, she, uh, Leah had a daughter who was not part of the Jewish community. She, she was a reformed Jew, but by hearing of her father's illness and death, she came and she followed all of the family's, you know, strict traditions. Um, so I was asking her the difference between a reformed Jew and her traditions, and she said, uh, reformed Jew is just more modern, Christian-like form of Judaism. Women are equal and homosexuals allowed to take part in synagogue. So we also talked about things like unhealthy grief versus healthy grief. I love talking about grief. I think it's such an interesting topic. I really want to explore it more. So we were talking about that, and um, and I asked her if she felt that group support was as successful as as a as resolution of grief. And her response was basically, grief is unhealthy if no emotion is expressed. You do not like talking to a person. You do, you, you do no talking about the person you have lost. I believe to grieve is to remember. Grief is healthy when you can take time to remember the person and to accept that they are in the place they belong. If you are a part of Jewish community like I am, you will always have group support. That's one thing you need to know. Our belief is set in group support. After a death, we always stay together, feeding off each other. We don't cook. We don't do anything. Our community does it for us. They bring us food so we don't have to cook. It's absolute focus on the person lost. If you need more than that, you can talk to a rabbi. I think support groups are very important to whether, uh, to whether you know, how you recover from your grief. So that's just so interesting because the Western culture, you know, is, is, a, lot, is, is a lot different. And I just thought it would be interesting to take a second um, to talk to you guys and just share that with you. And how does that relate to the grief that you know? You know, maybe you've lost someone. Have Was there a community there, or have you been more alone and secluded? And, and which one do you think is better? And I'd love, I mean, you can email me and write me and let me know, but it's a little tidbit to think about. <laughs>